locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the home of Sooner fans. You know the ref army is listening nationwide again today. Shiprock, New Mexico. I had to make sure I uh, said that one correctly. Shiprock, New Mexico is tuned in. Uh, for the first time, I've never seen that one on the app map before. Birmingham, Alabama, Princeton, Texas, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Riverside, California, Athens, Georgia is tuned in to it today, along with Baltimore, Maryland, and Hoyt, Kansas. Small Oklahoma town of the day is Salisaw, Oklahoma. That's brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment, K&N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. I am at Sooner Station in Norman, University North Park, where next Thursday is the one-year anniversary. They're going to do it up big for that. Parker, uh, where, are you, where are you hanging out today? Yeah, that's right. I'm out here at Westwood Park Golf Course. And if you are a golfer or uh, you're wanting to get into the game of golf, guess what? The 48th Annual Westwood Golf Invitational is coming up July 1st through 3rd. So... Whether you're a seasoned pro or whether you're a casual golfer, the Westwood Invitational is the perfect opportunity to challenge yourself, meet new people, create lasting memories. Don't miss your chance to participate in this event. Register now and join the rest of the crew for a weekend of golfing excellence, friendship, and fun. Register at the Pro Shop or you can go online to normanparks.com. But I am posted up at the Turn Grill here at Westwood Park Golf Course on a Thursday afternoon. And if you're out here for a round of golf, there isn't a better place to go for a quick bite between nines or after your round than the Turn Grill. It smells fantastic in here. All right, let's go to the text line. We're asking uh, how you're all feeling about uh, this 2024 recruiting class. A little bit of a wellness check on everyone. John from Tulsa says, I'll be honest, I'm a little worried about Oregon right now. Seems like every top defensive lineman slash edge player is between OU, Oregon, and two to three other schools. If Oregon somehow grabs another top guy like uh, Simmons, could they clean up on the defensive line? Is Oregon the school we are battling the most with defensively? I'll let you take that one. Is Oregon the school you're battling most with? I mean, if I'm running through the mental checklist of players that – Oklahoma is legitimately in on versus how many of them have Oregon offers. No, I, I, I wouldn't say it's that cut and dry that there's, you know, without a question, Oregon is the number one school you're doing battle with for defensive targets, but especially on the defensive front. You know, you think about Joseph Jonah Jonye, Oregon's in the mix for him, although I don't see them as a huge player right now. They're in the mix for David Stone. I don't think they're a huge player yet. I do think they're a player for Will Nguyenary, and they are a big player for Wyatt Gilmore as well. So I think if you're containing this conversation and making it exclusive to the defensive line, yes, you can make that argument with regard to the Ducks. But somebody on the text line asked, Parker, who are the targets if Smith, Stone, Nguyenary, and Jonah Jonia go somewhere else? I, I don't Uh-oh. freaking know. <laughs> I think that's... That, <laughs> I mean that's that is way too far down the road. That's that's the doomsday scenario, right? It, I don't think is. Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis and Brent Venables are sitting there in the office today, wringing their hands, going, "Hmm, what if our top four targets on the defensive line all go somewhere else? What are we going to do then?" No, they're focused on trying to close out on those four top targets. And you know what? If they go elsewhere, then 
They'll figure it out from there. They'll come up with plans on the fly. There are plenty of late risers, guys that don't flash until the latter half of their junior season or even their senior year. You think about a couple of late evals for OU last cycle in Ashton Sanders and Taylor Wine. Now, I know the three-star U jokes are going to fly, but OU's not up a creek without a paddle, even if they strike out on all four of those guys. There will be noise made on the text line if that were to come to fruition, as there should be. <laughs> this is not a year to be missing out on your top defensive line targets. But Oklahoma would pretty much just have to figure it out as they go under those circumstances. I don't think all four of those guys are going to go somewhere else, though. Yeah, that's that wouldn't be a pleasant conversation to have, even if there were four names that could replace uh, those four the four names if you miss. Like, that, that's 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 not a conversation that you want to get into. That's because that's not going to be a fun one. You're not you're not going to like the answers and like the responses. Like with everything you said, yeah, I think we all know it's in their best interest to just close with uh, the four names that you that you mentioned there. Uh, Oki Drink Slinger too early to hit the panic button or celebrate. Nine one eight says I'm nervous about this class. A lot of possibilities, but if it goes wrong, then it will be hard to recover in the same cycle. Uh, 405, it is what it is. Maybe a top 10 class with no top defensive players, so just a normal yeah. OU won't be ready for the SEC. And I'll read one more. we got so many to get to. Colin Casey says, I feel the same way I felt last year at this time. Confident the staff will get some commits soon. Not worried at all, but also feeding, or, uh, feeding for some good news. So I think that that's kind of a good way to approach it, feel the same way that you felt last year at this time. And I think what last year at this time, you didn't have any as many commits as you have currently right now. Parker, if this was, if we were ready to get into the month of August and they still didn't have any of these top defensive uh, commits, yeah, I would be, I'd be right along with everyone else in terms of being really worried. But we saw it last year. That's when you got a lot of major names in the cycle during the summer months, June and July. I'm going to hold off until panicking really on anything with this class until June and July are over because, like last year, I think OU's in position to get some top-flight commits uh, during the summer months. And I think that's what the staff is probably banking Well, especially – and on the defensive side of the ball, too, Tyler. I'll go back to a text you read not too long ago. It is – I mean, this is the epitome of a Doomer text. It is what it is. Maybe a top-10 class with no top defensive players. Just a normal year. Oh, you won't be ready for the SEC. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, but I'm fairly certain OU signed a top-100 player at four different positions on the defensive correct. side of the ball alone last cycle. So you got impact defenders a year ago. You will get impact defenders this cycle. Now – Will you get every single elite target that you're after right now? No. That's an unrealistic expectation. Uh, there will be a guy or two or three that Oklahoma is hot after right now, and that might be leaning Oklahoma, and they'll go to other schools. It happens. Oklahoma is not going to be up a creek without a paddle, as I said earlier. They're going to get their share of top guys on the defensive side of the ball, they will probably have to make a couple of late evals to fill the gaps on the defensive side of the ball. That's the way it goes for every single school, not just Oklahoma. Don't lose perspective as to what Oklahoma is dealing with in the recruiting game because 
we had people wringing their hands last year down the stretch about what Oklahoma was going to do to close out the class, especially on the defensive side. And all they did, Tyler, was put a bow on the number four class in the country when all was said and done. That was highlighted by, again, four top 100 players on the defensive side of the ball. I'll read a few more. 918, not confident or nervous, just in wait-and-see mode. Um, let's see. I'm feeling like pessimistic. No flowers, no Pierce, no Sims, no Peoples. Trending down on Durham, Westco, Winery. We did get Hawkins and Kearney. Wait, so I, look, I, I saw the same thing that the rest of you saw about Fong talking about Williams Winery. And what did he say? That Tennessee, he thinks right now, is leading by the slightest of margins. But is OU really trending down on Caden Durham, Bryant Wesco, and Williams Winery? I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet with any of those three. I understand Wesco just took a USC visit, but that doesn't have to mean that OU's trending down or anything. Well, and just because you're not trending up actively doesn't also mean you're trending down. Things have kind of flatlined with Caden Durham and Bryant Wesco, and that's fine. There's going to come a point, and it's natural that it would come now prior to official visit season. There's going to come a point where the trend stops for a while, and you know there's not a whole lot left to tell the kid, to sell the kid on. You get him back on campus for the official visit, get him around some of his peers, and trust that that's going to be able to, or that's going to be sufficient to close the deal. Uh, somebody from the 405 said, weren't you just talking two weeks ago about how it was almost a done deal? We were getting at least three out of four of those top defensive line prospects and how Todd Bates always gets his man. What happened with that? Can we please not do the revisionist history thing? No. Never were we saying it was almost a done deal that Oklahoma was getting three out of four of those top defensive line prospects. But as things stand right now, I do like OU for David Stone. I like him for Joseph Jonah Jonier. I like Nigel Smith and Will Nguyenary. Now, are they going to get all four of those guys? We've had this conversation a myriad of times over the last few months. No, in all likelihood, they're not going to get all four of those guys. But if you get three of four, that's a major, major win. Uh, Sean says, can someone please explain to me what ready for the SEC means? I'm guessing you're in your Frady hole, but come out and enlighten me. Um, I guess ready for the SEC. Defensive line, uh, defense, front seven is, uh, I'm guessing what that means. Ready for the SEC means a lot better with defensive line recruiting, defensive line development, and defensive line performance. But if any, anyone on the text line disagrees with that or has a different meaning, well, you know where to, uh, to find us. 405-651-3439. Maybe, just maybe, what OU needs as a recruiting pitch is apparently what Auburn's throwing out right now. Uh, Parker, I, I, I didn't think that a gas station could be a big recruiting pitch to someone, but maybe I'm wrong about that because I did see a recruiting edit last night that says Auburn, the only SEC school with the Buckies. Please tell me that this is a real thing. Please tell me that Auburn is actually pushing that they have a Buckies and that that's one of the reasons why you should come to their school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, to be clear, my my top three at this point in the process, Tyler, are in no particular order. <laughs> Oklahoma, BYU, and Auburn. I think I'm going to wait till after the season to announce my commitment. But uh, Auburn came into the picture with a very compelling recruiting pitch because, trust me, I saw that Bucky's edit. It had me it, it had me war eagling in my living room. 
Well, there's Thune this weekend taking another visit out there to Auburn, another Bucky's visit out there to see if he really likes it out there. That's wild, dude. I, I've seen some uh, interesting edits before, but one that says the only SEC school with the Buckies is is wild. And a little bit surprised that uh, Auburn is the only SEC school with the Buckies. I thought that that might be – I guess I don't really know where I thought it might be, but Auburn wouldn't have been at the top of the list. But I guess when you're desperate, maybe you're I, just really I, desperate right now. I don't know. To To the city of Norman, open letter here. If you're trying to go toe-to-toe on the recruiting trail with the top programs in the SEC, you got to make sure you have this early advantage because who's to say that Bucky's isn't going to be the difference between a kid committing to Auburn and a kid committing to Oklahoma? If I were 17 years old, the proximity to a Bucky's would be a huge draw, and I'm only yeah. half joking. Well, may, maybe that's what well, we, I'm completely the, may, joking. I'm not. Maybe being that's serious, what they need is they need. Um, Williams Winery, his commit uh, edit picture to uh, photo to OU will be in a Bucky's hoodie holding a barbecue sandwich. Who knows? Maybe it could turn things around for you. One way to find out. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Zach Wilson's brother. Yeah, that Zach Wilson that went to BYU and that the New York Jets fans can't stand. His brother committed. He's a four-star quarterback. We'll tell you uh, – he, where he committed today, it's kind of interesting, and we'll get into a lot more OU football recruiting. Keep it locked on The Ref. We're the Homeless Suter fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Parker is at Westwood Golf. I'm at Sooner Station in Norman, University North Park. Check them out, SoonerStation.com. Uh, big recruiting news today nationally. Uh, Isaac Wilson, the younger brother of Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the New York Jets, he picked Utah today, four-star quarterback. He picked Utah over, of course, BYU, where his older brother Zach went to school. He picked Utah over Arizona, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, UCLA, and some others. Um, look, man, the only thing that I know, Parker, about Isaac Wilson is that he's the younger brother of Zach, and that's going to be a storyline to follow that he didn't go to BYU like his older brother, who had a great career there. He goes to the rival school, Utah, and we'll see the treatment that he's dealt out by BYU fans when they play the uh, Holy War here moving forward. Maybe they'll give him free ice cream. Maybe. Maybe. Ice cream diplomacy is what we found out yesterday. Other news nationally, golly, Georgia just continues to roll in recruiting. Georgia gets the number one tight end for 2024, Jaden Riddell, headed to Georgia, picked the dogs over Bama, Notre Dame, uh, Tennessee, uh, and Oregon and some others as well. Six foot four, two hundred and thirty-three pounds. Georgia had the best tight end tight end room in college football last year. They'll probably have it again this year with Brock Bowers. Looks like they're going to be a tight end powerhouse to come here. And man, you talk about a school that's really maximized its success, and it's all about breaking through, winning that first title in several years, and taking advantage of that on the recruiting trail. And there is no doubt, dude, that Georgia has done exactly that, and I, I got to think that they're the big front runner to have the number one class in twenty twenty four. 
They have to be. I mean, they're the back-to-back national champions, and we talked about it earlier in the week, but as the back-to-back national champions, one thing you can do if you're Kirby Smart and that staff is you can press guys for early commitments because you can say, look, we're the number one program in all of college football right now, and that's evident when you look at the results. So if you want to be a part of what we're building here, lock it in right now. If not, guess what? I got somebody coming in next week at your same position, and they'll be more than happy to take your spot. So this is when you get the snowball rolling downhill, and Georgia's going to be a hard team to stop as long as they're recruiting on this level and as long as they're turning out elite defense after elite defense year over year, regardless of what they lose to the NFL. Yeah, Georgia's got the number one class with 16 commits, four five stars already, so a fourth of their class are already five stars, and they're probably going to get more, and we'll see what four stars they have committed or elevated to five stars. Uh, Michigan's got the number two class with one five-star. Ohio State, the number three class with two five-stars. Notre Dame is at four with two five-stars. And then you've got LSU as the number five class with zero five-stars. That's according to 24-7 Sports. OU currently has the number 28 class there. So we've seen some offers go out this week. Again, OU legacy Cooper Alexander we've been talking about for the past couple of days. But it looks like OU also had a linebacker offer, Easton Baker, Offered uh, at linebacker. What do we what do we know so far about Easton Baker and this uh, this newest offer? If if you have not watched Easton Baker's film, uh, go watch Easton Baker's film because you look at the recruiting profile. He's a three star outside the national top one thousand in the industry composite, and so you're figuring, gosh, why why would Oklahoma even offer a kid like this if he's clearly not going to be a priority and clearly just going to be a waste of a scholarship? Go watch the film and tell me you don't want that guy at the University of Oklahoma because he is a headhunter, Tyler, and not a very big guy. Six feet tall, 204 pounds. So when you're thinking the type of size that Phil Pichotti and Danny Stutzman have, he's not necessarily cut from that same cloth, but he is fearless he hits hard, and he's an outstanding special teams player as well. You'll notice that on film. Yes, he's excellent, especially coming off the edge at his linebacker position, but on special teams, man, he is a heat-seeking missile on kick coverage. I really like the kid. I think he's criminally underrated. I think with a good senior season, he could push for four-star status. Yeah, you think this is this is a good eval, and I mean, like the offer list isn't all that Ooh, impressive yeah, right now. Um, Illinois offered, of course, OU has, Washington State, BYU, Air Force, Arizona State, Liberty, and Utah Tech is who he's been offered by thus far. Now, there's been some interest from you know Clemson, Nebraska, Oregon, some good programs out there, some at least some well-known programs out there, but no offer just yet. So OU is by far and away the most impressive offer that he has up to this point. And I would guess for someone that's maybe a little bit of a diamond in the rough, if this is a good eval by the staff, if that's what Easton Baker is, it probably goes a long way in this situation, even for a Utah kid, for Oklahoma to be your first big offer. That probably puts you in a pretty good situation, even if a Miami or Nebraska or Oregon or maybe even Clemson comes along and and offers here in the next month or so. Because I I think that there's – you know, there, there's there's staffs out there that other college football coaches trust, and if they're already showing interest in a kid, and you've got Britt Venables and this staff offering him at backer, I do think that this is a good situation for Easton Baker, where maybe the Clemson staff says, "Huh, well, Oklahoma offered him. Well, let, 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 let's extend an offer out," or maybe some other schools do as well. So, 
all that to say, really, like, if this is a great eval, good on OU for being kind of the really first big program to get in there and offer. That could go a long way. Yeah, I think it's a great eval. And, again, I would encourage everybody that just looks at the stars, just looks at the offer sheets, go watch the kids' film and tell me that's not a player you want in the Crimson and Cream. I love what I see on tape from Easton Baker. And he loves Ted Roof. Now, he's well aware of Brent Venable's reputation for developing linebackers and everything that's on Venable's resume as a college football coach. But his strongest relationship at Oklahoma right now is with Ted Roof. How about that? His favorite band, Ted Roof and the three-man fronts. Look up the question, uh, the Q&A session. I'm sure it's there somewhere. Cole and Casey says, another reason I'm not concerned about recruiting is look at all the dudes that aren't highly recruited that the staff has developed at Clemson and Britt Venables developed at OU in the 2000s. It's not just about four and five stars. Trust the process. It's not about just four and five stars. It's true. We just mentioned Easton Baker, and, you know, if he's a great eval and he's a great player here, then that's one that you're going to point at in 10 years and say, remember when he was just a three-star initially? They offered him and got him. But at the same time, like, it – it's not just about the four and five stars, but it is about the four and five stars. Like, I don't think if the overall goal is to win a championship, and last time I checked it is, I just still don't think that you can win a championship with the majority three-star prospects. You still have to get the four and five-star kids and, you know, get those types of players in your programs. Yeah, I don't think you can have too many guys along the lines of an Easton Baker where uh, maybe – they go under-recruited, undervalued, under – I mean, basically, he look, he plays high school football in Utah. So there aren't as many eyes out there in Utah as there are in places like Florida and Texas and Georgia and California. But if you can find a hidden gem like this in the state of Utah, just like you did in Phil Pachotti, for instance, in the state of Pennsylvania, if you can go to these less-traveled corners of the United States – and find a guy that's a headhunter at the linebacker position and lock him down early in the process, well, relatively early, before some other big-time schools have a chance to get on him. I, I don't question that if this kid is a Sooner at the end of the day, Tyler, if come the conclusion of this recruiting cycle he's signed with the University of Oklahoma, this is a guy that's going to play meaningful snaps in the Crimson and Cream. Sark's Vodka on the text line doesn't really have a question, just a statement about an in-state prospect. It just says, hey, I really want Xavier Robinson, fellas. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't want Xavier Robinson. Um, It just sounds like Notre Dame wants Xavier Robinson as well. (laughs) That they do. And it feels like Notre Dame is trending strongly right now for Xavier Robinson. And Oklahoma's going to have a chance to stem the tide when they host him on an official visit I believe he's, yeah, he's coming at the Champion Barbecue. So his Notre Dame official visit will be the first in the month of June for him. He's also going to take an OV to Iowa State, and Iowa State is not out of that race either. They've been on Xavier Robinson for a long, long time. But it feels to me like a Notre Dame-Oklahoma battle right now. It feels to a lot of folks like a Notre Dame-Oklahoma battle right now. And you're not out of the woods with Xavier Robinson. It looked like a foregone conclusion that he was going to be a Sooner until Notre Dame came along and... I think, you know, it kind of expands a kid's horizons to get an offer like the Notre Dame one and conclude, hey, you know what? I'm actually capable of playing Power 5 football 
at somewhere other than Oklahoma. And in some cases, that in-state offer to a Blue Blood program, it's going to mean everything. But for a kid like Xavier Robinson who's grown up in OU's backyard, you can also understand, even if you don't agree with the perspective, you can understand why he might want to take a look outside of his comfort zone and escape from everything he's ever known as a football player growing up. Oh, boy, we're getting some stars don't matter text on the uh, text line here. Uh, I don't know if uh, we want to fight that battle today. I'll just say this. Look at who's been winning national championships recently. Uh, that would lead me to think that stars do matter. Yes, they are developing as well. There's no doubt that's the most important ingredient of, uh, of it all. But the teams that are winning national championships here recently, they're the ones getting, uh, they're the, ones getting the stars. So I tend to think that stars do matter when it comes to recruitment. But, hey, that's just me. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I am at Sooner Station in Norman, University North Park, assisted living with all of the amenities. They've got it all here. Parker is at uh, Westwood Golf. We'll, uh, he can uh, tell us what's going on at Westwood Golf when we get back. But uh, coming up at Sooner Station in one week, next Thursday, They've got their uh, one-year anniversary barbecue party. Live music, food and drinks, door prizes, 4 to 6 p.m. right here at Sooner Station in Norman, SoonerStation.com. More to come next right here on The Ref. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. I'm at Sooner Station in Norman, SoonerStation.com. Parker is at Westwood Golf. How about this, Parker? Tell us what's going on at Westwood, and then um, it's been almost a week since Danny Okoye's visit to OU and the ref studios as well. Anything really else to note in the previous six days after he's shown as much OU interest as maybe he's shown his entire uh, recruiting process? Yeah, well, first off, Tyler, I am out here at Westwood Golf on the – what side of Norman is this? I don't – northwest, I suppose, Tyler? You're more I'm of an okay Oki. Like, where does no- Norman yeah. – st- okay, I yeah. I'm not really sure what to consider the epicenter of Norman, if not the University of Oklahoma. So, in my mind, it's the northwest side of Norman. But, yeah, up here off of Robinson Street, I'm out here at Westwood Golf Course. Uh, sitting in the turn grill right now, which uh, if you're looking to come by, play a round of golf and grab a bite in between nines or after your round, stop in at the turn grill and grab some fantastic grill food. But Memorial Day is coming up. You're going to want to get out to Westwood for the Memorial Day golf scramble. Gather your friends, form a team, and get ready to tee off. Tee times range from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Green fee, cart, and entry, $65. The green and entry walking fees are only $50. So come into the pro shop out here at Westwood. Register today. Danny Okoye took that visit uh, a week ago to OU, um, released a top 10. OU was in it. Some say if you release a top 5, OU would be in it. Anything else to note? Any uh, any visit on the horizon? What's what's the latest with uh, Danny Okoye in state, uh, in state edge? Yeah. Yeah, I expect him to take an official visit to Oklahoma. When that happens, I do not know. Uh, he, I believe his only official that is set for the month of June right now is an official visit to Tennessee. So I, the Vols have been after him for quite a while. He's been high on Tennessee for quite a while. It really does feel like, uh, just talking to folks that were privy to the visit, 
and talking to my colleague Brandon Drum, who caught up with Danny Okoye himself in the aftermath of the visit, it really does feel like uh, everything that he said on the airwaves last week at the KREF studios in the immediate aftermath of his OU visit, there, there was no hyperbole involved there. OU really did make a significant move into the peloton for Danny Okoye's commitment. And so add another guy to the pile at the edge position beyond Williams, Nguyenary, and Nigel Smith, and Wyatt Gilmore, and Jay Sean Ross, Zena Mosalu. Uh, no more Logan Thomas now that he's committed to Notre Dame. But the Sooners are in it big time for Danny Okoye, which I would never have guessed I would find myself saying two same. weeks ago, Tyler. Yeah, same. Yeah, as recent as two weeks ago. And uh, here they are with a, with a real chance to, uh, to land Danny Okoye, depending on which service you look at, the number one player in the state. By the way, and I bring this up because Danny Okoye quote tweeted it, the whole message board geniuses tweet. I think this happened right as soon as you and I were off the air yesterday. Nigel Smith, four-star defensive lineman prospect that OU's after, uh, he said this because he was another one that quote tweeted it about, you know, the message board geniuses post, all that. Nobody ever said the comments make me want to take OU from being one of my top schools. Three laughing face emojis. They said nothing to me, and even if they did, why would I take criticism from people who I wouldn't take advice from? So that's just to calm some people down who initially freaked out over that. It's going to completely crater this class, that one uh, post on Twitter, at least from Nigel Smith. And I would guess what Nigel Smith's saying is what they're all saying. Yeah, we commented on it. It's really not that big of a deal in the end. Comment from Parker Thune on that? No comment from uh, Parker Thune? Oh, sorry. I th- gosh, I thought, yeah, no, I was just, I was thinking we're about to hit a break. But, yeah, no, Nigel Smith is still in Ohio about Ohio State there, but four message board posts are not going to change Nigel Smith's affinity for Oklahoma. Yeah, nor are they uh, ever for uh, any other recruit that's out there. All right, we've got the rush coming up next 100 days until OU football. We'll be celebrating that today on the rush. Keep it locked right here on the ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Football. You love it. We love it. You live it. We live it. You need it. We got it. Nobody covers college football better. The Rush. Right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network.